me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, X here. Just wanted to give everyone listening a heads up that the following show is a show full of adults that use adult language whilst drinking adult beverages. Listener discretion is advised. We certainly earn our explicit tag, however, it's never forced. The panel includes multiple comedians, so please don't take what we say too seriously. We can and will joke about everything. And with that, let's get on to the show. Well, she bragged right. that she loved fellatio, but it takes her 10 minutes to, to suck off a cigarette. I, so. I do love fellatio, and you can edit that in all you want. Everybody, welcome to the Utah Outcast. This is the uh, this is the very first episode recording on the twenty seventh of May, twenty fifteen, while Thor is banging on my roof outside. Um, and for anyone wondering, we are a four, well actually three tonight, because on our introductory episode, our uh, co-host that I'll bring up here in a second when we introduce the panel this had uh, his tonsils removed last week, and so he hoped he could make it tonight, but he's not going to. But anyway, we'll keep going here. Uh, we are three very vocal and out atheists who live in the great state of Utah. Come check us out at podhell.com, and if so inclined, leave us some feedback on the post. Send us an email at uo at podhell.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail or text, we do have a phone number. It's 347-669-3377, and that will ring on my personal cell phone. So that could either be a good thing or a bad thing. But anyway... Hit me up. Uh, we will have a Facebook and Twitter at all coming up pretty soon. So just stay tuned because this is the first episode and we are getting the training wheels off. So let's get to the panel. First up, we have uh, my co-host, who I just said is not going to be here tonight, uh, Kyle Steenblick. He will be a normal facet on the show. He is a movie reviewer on the website that I run a- apart from Pod Hell called uh, WatchPlayRead.com. And I also work with him at the day job. Uh, but he lives in uh, SLC Light, which I call Kaysville. Uh, and next we have Felicia Entwistle, our southernmost panelist from Sandy, Utah. Hey. And then, of course, there's Alan Carter from way the fuck up in the mountains of Ogden. I'm not so much in the mountains, but hello, and thank you for having hey. me. I, ha- I hear you going hiking every fucking week, and I'm like, man, I'm jealous. I wish I had some I, good trails. I do. It, the, the trails are walking <laughs> distance. They are. Uh, and of, oh, and of course, I am your host, Exifer Reed, hailing from the wonderful industrial wasteland that is Clearfield, Utah. I am currently uh, broadcasting from you behind the back of the Madbrook Donuts here on uh, Antelope Drive. Um, you might notice if it gets loud and some banging happens, that's just someone opening the lid of my dumpster. Um, anyway, 
welcome, welcome. We hope you guys enjoy the show. We will be talking about stuff that is in the, uh, let's see, national news. We'll talk about some Utah news. We will have some main topics that we will talk about on the what I call the main show. We'll have a final feature after our break and all that fun stuff. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and get started with a couple of the topics that uh, we, we want to talk about tonight. And the first one, Alan just brought up to me before we were starting the show, something I had absolutely no idea was actually going to happen. And that's a uh, good old frothy mixture Santorum throwing his hat into the ring for presidency. That's not how I said it. I said, I said, butt plug in a sweater vest. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. That is absolutely. Did you see the picture of his family? They're like, oh, no, not this again. I did. Hey, has Rick Perry said he's going to be running yet? Has he thrown his hat in the ring yet? I think it's oh, over he's still for him. About to, right? I think it's over for him. Isn't he still being investigated? I don't know, but like he put on those glasses and all of a sudden he got like 20 IQ points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to those who don't recognize how silly he is. But you calling him a butt plug in a sweater, I mean, that's more of an insult to butt plugs because those can be fun. I mean, but True. Santorum, though, is just... Oh, he's just a dick. I can't stand him. <laughs> God, yeah, like isn't he just the worst? Like I said, I was I was proud to have helped vote him out of the Senate when I lived in Pennsylvania before move, moving to the glorious state of Utah in 2007. Well, and what really bugs me is that we have every single one of these candidates on the GOP side, and you'll come to find out on the show, uh, not, not all of us are going to agree on everything, I'm going to kind of jump out and say that probably most of us are going to be leaning kind of left here um, yeah. because we will we will be make, making fun of Republicans a lot because our whole fucking state is red. So, oh, so red. We have, we have a little bit of blue in the cool parts of the cities, but they're being gerrymandered to the point where it's not even really counting anymore. What's the color? Thank for you. Theocracy? I was just about to say that. I mean, <laughs> theocracy would be white. White. <laughs> It's a white state. White. Oh, so white. Uh, you know, like in one of my high garbs. school classes, I looked around and I was like, holy shit, there is not one non-white person in this class. So, yeah, that's <laughs> how white it is. Not one, not even Hispanic or half or nothing, just all white. Well, that's one thing I like about Ogden. It is way more multicultural, yeah. multi-everything, multi and, and less Mormon than, than most, <laughs> most of the state. And that's probably because the, the city wasn't founded by Mormons. It was founded by gambling prostitutes. So And opium dens. And opium <laughs> dens, yeah. So. Well, you know what? Let's get uh, let's get quick little introductions for everybody here. I mean, um, you guys will come to find out more about us as the show rolls on and the weeks roll on. But I want to talk, I want to find out some back history on the, the people that have decided to join me on this little venture. Um, Felicia, let's start with you. Where are you from? Originally from Utah? Moved to Utah? No, I'm originally from Utah. I grew up in Sandy. I'm back where I grew up. I was raised Catholic, uh, but by bad, bad Catholics uh, who believed God was an energy source because my parents were hippies. And, uh, <laughs> and um, my first doubts in Catholicism started when uh, I found out females couldn't be priests because I like believed hard like hard and um, after my parents divorced moved down to Utah County and got like the real Mormon experience in Springville oh, Utah 
to double barrel. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, got married young, got divorced, <laughs> also young, and uh, now I'm back living in Sandy. Um, I am a skeptic, I guess, first and foremost. I am also a humanist, a feminist, and, a, and an atheist, so there's that. Hooray labels! <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what about you, man? I, I've I've heard your story because we, me and Alan, uh, probably when we were at uh, Dan Ellis's house for the Solstice Party last year. Yes. Like once everybody, right. once everybody had kind of cleared out and like uh, the party was pretty much over, the people voted whoever was going to be the next on the board of the Atheists of Utah. Um, like Alan and I stepped aside with each other and we had like a three hour long conversation where we just kept going back and forth and. And the man then, has been nudge, I, nudging me to get on stage to do stand-up comedy, but I haven't been able to do it yet. But doing podcasts will certainly help me get up to that. Yeah, and you should do that. I uh, I ended up staying there way, way past my welcome. Uh, Dan, <laughs> Dan even restarted the fire in the backyard, and I was the last <laughs> one to leave at about 4 a.m., I think. But uh, I'm from Maryland originally. I grew up between the Chesapeake Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. Very conservative part of Maryland. Maryland's a blue state, but that's because of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I grew up in a place that was fighting integrating the school system the very year I was born, 1966. What? So that's where I'm from. I'm, I'm very progressive. I became an atheist at age 20, 29 years ago. I'll let you do the math. <laughs> I have lived and worked a variety of jobs all over the country in my adult life, landed in Utah in 2007 because no one in the bars knew my name. (laughs) (laughs) Great, no reputation. I could be anybody. I've done it many times. I've lived lived in the Florida Keys, New Orleans, Louisiana, Washington, D.C., Erie, Pennsylvania, Houston, Texas. Um, I have a driver's license in six states. I've lived and worked in more. But we'll get wow. in, we'll get into all that late. Well, I've I've been around a while. I'm almost fifty years old. <laughs> so let's see. Me, myself, I am about thirty five years old. I have lived in Utah for about twenty years now. Um, before that, I was a military kid, really strict Southern Baptist family. Uh, when I was born, I was I'm a born Texan, so I can claim that citizenship if they do secede, which is kind of handy. But um, handy. Let's how? see. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying I can claim Texas by birthright if I really had to. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I lived in Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Germany, Idaho, Arkansas again, and back here to Utah. Um, we kind of settled out here in the, the, the Great West because it wasn't the Deep South. I mean, there's a lot of great people down that way, but the poverty and the backwardsness and the Bible Belt just don't really appeal anymore. Mm. And the the whole uh, Southern Baptist upbringing was very strict, very believing in demons kind of shit and, you know, speaking in tongues and people getting Yikes. the spirit during church. Yeah, it's some crazy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom wow. being brought up was a uh, was a strict Pentecost growing up. And she grew up in a really, really poor section of Arkansas. And my old man's from Arkansas as well. And 
it's funny that you brought up the school integration thing because my, my when you watch uh like movies like Forrest Gump, you remember the the scene where he helps the kids integrate into school and everything, and there's people outside protesting. Like my old man was there with his dad protesting that. Wow! Like when he was my like ten years old. Yeah, my grandfather was. Uh, uh, so my family on my father's side, and this is the grandfather I'm referring to, uh, comes from the East Coast, New York. Uh, and he was actually a high level member of the NAACP and him and my grandma protested for, uh, civil rights and shit. So despite my upbringing, uh, with my grandparents being strict Catholic, uh, both of them, uh, were serious civil rights activists and, uh, are also gay. Well, my, my grandfather's passed away now, but my grandma, uh, she, it believes in gay rights, contrary to the Catholic Church, which is very interesting. But well, that's that that's especially interesting this week in Ireland because it's a predominantly Catholic country, it is. And, and they overwhelmingly voted to like ha- 68 percent or something like that. Amazing, amazing. First country, the first country to vote it in. And and I think that's it's kissing the Blarney Stone over there. That's what. Did. <laughs> So that's what you call the tip of the penis. Exactly. Gotcha. The <laughs> well, I, no, I, but Felicia, I, was... I think you might have misunderstood. Like my uh, my grandparent, my my grandpa and my dad were protesting against the integration of schools. <laughs> oh, I did yeah. misunderstand. Yeah, they were. Wow. All right. Then. Thank, well, thankfully, when my old man joined the military, the racism kind of got like stripped away from him because. <laughs> Well, but yeah. it was it was, re- it was really odd growing up in a household like because I had to stay with the grandparents. My old man got deployed to uh, Reykjavik, Iceland, for like a whole year, and there's no way you want to bring your kids to that because there's nothing to do but drink. Iceland. Yeah, he I had mean, to do a, a tour in Iceland, one, but still. Well, he that's... he got a choice between Iceland or Korea, and there was no way my mom was going to let him go to Korea because there was just cheap prostitution there, and she was worried about that. And, <laughs> So if he's if he's gonna pay for it, he's gonna pay high dollars. Is that what she's saying? Yeah, well, that yeah. she'd she'd much rather have him drunk and like playing around in the volcanoes instead of having some. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I, like I, I said, I, it, I was it was raised... weird growing up in a family that had um this uh, what I like to call casual racism about them. Like it was nothing to hear my grandparents drop the N word. Well, we I could... mean, probably probably even to this day, they'd probably drop that. <laughs> I, I'll tell you about my background because uh, I've gotten into conflict with some of the elders in my family, the ones that are still around. I do have an aunt that's oh, yeah. in her early 90s. Um, and my mother is, uh, if I do the math, 75. <laughs> she was she was a mistake baby. There's a, a big span of years here. Let me briefly explain. My great-grandfather, my mother's side, grew up in the state of Virginia during the Reformation after the Civil War and became a Southern Baptist preacher. Mm. <laughs> so the the racism was there, and it was passed to his daughters, uh, one of whom was my grandmother, and so on. And they don't like me talking about this stuff publicly. Some of them have, have made great strides, again, the ones who are still alive, in recent years. But it was a long time coming. It was a long time coming, so I grew up in a very racist uh, uh, area. That that I, I I've seen people not get hired because of their race. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's, wow. it's, it's such when an I, odd thing when, when, I was, when we moved to Utah. <laughs> when, when I was a teenager, when I was 16 years old, I was working as a waiter in a restaurant at the beach. I grew up near the ocean. And uh, one of the cooks came out to me one day. He was a couple of years older. He said, man, I'd love to work out here. I'd make more money. I said, well, why don't you? He said, look around. And I hadn't looked around. I hadn't paid attention. I'm 16 years old. And I look around. Everybody that worked on the floor was white. And not everybody that worked in the kitchen was black. But if you were black, you could only work in the kitchen. Yay. And this was in 1982. Mm -hmm. I believe it. This country still has a long way to go. <laughs> and then if we yeah. haven't been able to when see. I was uh, uh, 19 years old, had a summer job as a sign painter back when people you know, freehand lettered uh, yeah. where computers took over. It was starting then. But uh, a guy came in for a sheet metal uh, job because we fabricated signs and designed fabricated. I did the art side of it. And he had a resume as thick as a Bible. Came in in a suit, driving a, a, a decent car. Uh, I watched my boss shake his hand as he was leaving from the interview, giving him every impression in the world that he was going to get the job. And before his butt hit the seat of his car, I saw the resume go into the garbage and heard my boss go off on a racist rant about he's not going to hire that. And he's the same kind of guy that would complain about people on government assistance. Well, if you're not going to hire a person who, who's overqualified for the position they're seeking, or at least qualified, don't then get mad that you see them getting a government handout to feed their family. It, it, this, is, this is where I grew up. This was still wow. going on, and, and, and it still goes on today. Just wow. I just... Racism is something that breaks my brain. Um, not, not to say that I haven't made racial assumptions, but that level, um, I just, I don't understand it. I really, really don't. Well, and being in Utah is a special, special kind of uh, protected area where we, it, the state is so whitewashed that you don't no, really. It is. it is. And I've, I have come across um, people who uh, they're not racist on the sense of stereotypes or judging, um, but they're just straight ignorant. Just, yeah, I was going to say ignorance. <laughs> yeah, just ignorant to black people in general. I have. I, um, I was trying to explain how Transformers and the fact that there's a black Transformer, and I'm doing air quotes for this, a black <laughs> Transformer. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to explain how that is racist, and yeah. I actually had a co-worker say, well, all, all black people talk like that. And I'm like, mm. I, just, I just stopped. I had no words. <laughs> I had no words. I'm, and that is the kind of racism that exists exists here in Utah. Is that there? There's just a, an ignorance, just an assumption, yeah. Mm. And some of it is generational, which gives me hope that things are getting better. Yeah, uh, I agree. my 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 family, um, my parents. When I was younger, my father's passed away now. Um, what really struck me as odd about him is when he would pick me up from school. People would say, "Who was that man that picked you up from school?" I would say, "That was my dad." And they would go, "That's not your dad." Because he looked Asian. He was, <laughs> he was a schoolboy. He's probably more Native American. Nobody can really tell. If I talk to somebody from the Philippines, they say he looks Japanese. A, Jap a Japanese yeah, person says he looks like he's from the Philippines. Somebody says he looks, you know, 
from the you know South Pacific somewhere, or Native American uh, in his blood, and it, and so he did not look like my father. Mm. When he was a schoolboy, that's when they were rounding up all the Japanese Americans and putting them in the internment mm. camps in this country. Yeah. He looked yeah. enough Japanese anyway that he was in constant schoolyard fights. Jeez. So it really surprised me. He always wrote down that he was white. All, always, you know. But his nickname at the church I was raised in was McGarrett, who was a Hawaiian detective in the original Hawaii Five-O. Hawaii Five-O, yep. <laughs> so, because he would come in in his blue suit, you know, his dark skin and his slick back black hair, and, he, and it was, hey, McGarrett. So, <laughs> don't get the reference. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's. Google it later. That's so, an old right. TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really it was really odd for me to to because I grew up in a, in an all white neighborhood. There was a section of my town I never saw until I was sixteen and got a driver's license and was allowed to drive the family car by myself. And then I went into parts of town that I did not know existed because we never went there. Yeah, I remember expressly when we were living in Arkansas, um, having the grandparents tell us, never take this exit off the freeway, never take that exit off the freeway. And the only way I can liken it to would be, um, if you ever saw the movie Vacation, there's a part where they get lost in the wrong part. Well, on the movie, it's the wrong part of town. It's probably somebody else's neighborhood where Clark rolls the windows down and he's like, excuse me, sir, could you tell me how to get back on the freeway? And the guy goes, man, fuck your mama. So. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> so anyway, let's get back into some topics here. Now that you guys right, know who right. we are and yeah, about what is. we are, we were talking about gay marriage being made legal in Ireland this week. And the, the greatest thing it, to me is the, the memes that are coming out of it because you have rainbows in Ireland like actually appearing. And meanwhile, you have places like Utah, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, you know, pretty much the western area of the United States is just getting yeah. fucking pounded with rainstorms and like flooding and and what of the course shit I, is with that by the way. This is yeah. like the yes. fourth week of monsoon season here in Utah. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Somebody was pointing uh, out that 2009 was the last year we had this rainy of a May and I was I was like, well, yes, correct. But it, it wasn't even this rainy in 2009. I, I don't remember 2009, although I was here, but I was drunk the whole year. <laughs> the whole year. So. You'd wake up in the morning, oh, fucking hair of the dog. <laughs> I, I didn't know. If I passed out on the lawn. I didn't know if I had wet myself or if it actually rained again. So. I, I, I remember, I do, I do I remember that 2009 because that was the year that I had that I got married, and I was really hoping that the 26th wouldn't rain, and it didn't. Uh, and then apparently it did that night. Somebody with a some a friend of mine with a photographic memory remembers, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was busy not getting laid, I guess, which is true, which is true. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> What does the rain anyway, have to do with not getting laid? The well, it was correlation to the time period. Okay. Anyway, gotcha. So I, I, I tend. Uh, it's I, the, been a really rainy year here in Utah, and this doesn't <laughs> happen in May. This does not happen in May. I have a selective photographic memory. I don't remember the nights I didn't get laid. 
<laughs> That's odd. That'd be a huge span of time for me, Alan. But you're married. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the gay marriage in Ireland, uh, the Vatican, of course, is reeling from this because Ireland has always kind of been this um, established, always kind of kind of always a Catholic-leaning country. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah, they're like, they're nope, we want gay marriage. Like I was. They're awesome Catholics. <laughs> 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 no, I'm telling you, if I ever get a chance to go over to that part of the world, I mean, of course, I want to visit Britain and everything, but well, I think I would probably spend most of my time in either Scotland or Ireland. It might be important to, to interject something here because we're talking about racism. Even when yeah. everybody's white, there's, there's classism. And it's oh, really definitely. rampant over there in those in the British Isles, which includes yes. all of them. I mean, uh, <laughs> and and they're the same race. They're the same, yeah. and, and they they hate each other based on class, or based on accent, or based on the country yeah. of origin or county. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I left, I flew out of the Midlands again, and it was a day flight, a morning flight, and I flew over Ireland, north the northern part of Ireland. And when I got back to the, the States, occupied part of Ireland, <laughs> well, no, it was actually both. It's just a little part that's Northern Ireland. Gotcha. So I, I flew over country proper and Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK. So I get back to the States and I get online. And I tell my friend, hey, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. I was close, but at least I got to see it from the airplane. And I, I, I do terrible at British accents. But then that's when he said, that's when you should have taken a shit, mate. <laughs> because he hates the wow. Irish, and he lives right across the street from him. It's just a small Where? body of water, and they hate the Irish, and the Irish hate the English. And that's so it, funny. That'd be like me just hating someone from like St. George. Well, I, fuck I those Southern Utah people. <laughs> well, yeah, well, hey, hey, you'd have a point though. It's St. George. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, so well, I mean, there are reasons to hate people from St. George. No, I'm joking. I am absolutely <laughs> joking. I have no reasons to hate anyone. Well, the great thing George. is, this being the, uh, the the first episode, we don't have to worry about a fan base just yet. So we we're not we can offend anybody right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> it, right? Fuck St. George. Ah, right, right. But. So, I mean, even if we get rid of, even if everybody's colorblind, there are still reasons that we divide it. I mean, religion divides us, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I've been dealing with uh, issues between the Protestants and the Catholics for years and years. There are still issues with bombings and terror- terrorism in Ireland because of the issues between Catholics and Protestants. And to me, they are the exact same thing. I don't really understand the difference at all. So I think it, that's come down in recent years. I don't really think it has. It has. Yeah. I mean, but in, there's in the past, still conflict, there's still tension. It's it's like the I mean, and this is kind of taking a jump to another part of the world, but it's like the Sunni versus Shia Islam yes. sects. You know, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. the Sunnis right now just slaughtering the fuck out of the Shia. So but at the yeah. same time, they still believe in a man that ascended to heaven on a donkey or what we know, a horse with a human I'm head, whatever the fuck it happens. But yes, correct. Man, I just <laughs> I hate that part. Of yeah. The world. <laughs> Get, getting, rid, getting, getting rid of religion, I think. Um, and, and such strict adherence to all the different religions will go a long way to getting us uh, living on a more peaceful planet. But it's only a step. We it still is. have yeah, m- many other reasons to hate each other, many other reasons to fight. Uh, economic uh, security is, is a great way to ensure peace. 
um, mm -hmm. technology that gets us off of fossil fuels, which are a limited resource and, <laughs> and cheaper. Um, there are a lot of ways to get us to world peace. And we're such a, uh, it would be a huge leap for humanity because we are our very nature. We come out of the womb that one of the first words we learn is not mom, it's mine. <laughs> and that's who we are. Yeah, I'm going through that with my three children right now, where you know, everything is mine, mine, mine. I'm really bad at mine. I'm really bad at it. I'm like, <laughs> sure, take my shit. I don't give a shit. Whatever, fuck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have to ask. I mean, food? this is this is off topic, but it's my show, so I don't give a fuck. Um, so do you get think we're headed more for a, and we'll talk about it later, Mad Max type of future, or are we headed more towards a Roddenberry future? Uh, Roddenberry, depending on where you are, if you're in Texas, it's Mad Max. It's, it already looks like that. <laughs> Yikes, yes. That's why I don't understand your, your birthright claim. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, no, I just thought it was funny. I, I, it's just a joke. I, I mean, I mean, your profile picture there with one of your kids on top of you like trying to pull your eyeballs out of the socket. It looks like you're already <laughs> in a Mad Max sequel or prequel or something going on i i'm trying to <laughs> nobody can see this i'm not gonna know what the hell me master about. him blaster <laughs> yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> voices what the hell okay so for everyone listening he has a picture where he has two children one sitting on his shoulder pulling at his face so the one on his shoulder is just and he looks kind of like Wah! yeah so i feel so, that was so script enough Google a picture, Google image search, uh, Master Blaster, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and you'll understand the reference <laughs> exactly, a lot better. Exactly, exactly. That yeah. might be before a lot of people's time, but that's a great I, fucking I, movie. I will try to avoid the old <laughs> references. You know, I might have I to just play Tina Turner the at the end of the show, though. <laughs> I may be young, but... Well, it's like yeah, somebody somebody it. commented about my age. It's, oh, I, I said something. I referenced my age, which some pisses some younger people off, and it probably did me when I was younger too. But they go, "Let me guess. You walked uphill, the old cliche. Both ways. Both in ways snow. in the snow." I said, "I did so my that." My grandma actually claimed that to me. But what I said to them, what I said to them in response, hang on. What I said to them in response, I said, "I sure did," and I fucked your grandmother too. Sure, love <laughs> it. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, Felicia. And I just say, good for you, Grandma. Good for you. <laughs> I can't remember the uh, the comedian, uh, but I've been watching fucking stand up comedy since I was a little kid. But he uh, he made a joke about how we were so poor we couldn't afford arms and legs. We were stumps, and you, then he started talking about we couldn't even afford food. We had to be coal miners to, uh, to afford food, and the only food we can get was lint. So we were lint sucking coal mining stumps, and I just don't remember. Wow, that's who the funny. fuck made that? I don't know who that <laughs> was either. No, but it was a damn it was a damn good routine when I'm not fucking it up and stepping all over it. But yeah, it's just oh, funny to, to that uh, every generation always had it worse than somebody else. Yeah, indeed, indeed they did. Yeah. Actually, every generation has had it worse than us now. Are you kidding me? It's gotten so fucking good. Life is fantastic now. I am talking I fit, like, to you guys over the internet. Are you kidding me right now? Like just no lag. Fuck <laughs> it. Like I've got access to hundreds of thousands of songs that if I will never listen to them all. <laughs> yeah. I can watch any movie I ever wanted to see, even ones that I probably shouldn't be watching on Anyway, um, shouldn't be watching. See. Are we doing air quotes for this? Because I watch a lot of shit that we 
air quotes shouldn't be watching. I'm just saying stuff that isn't quite available for home perusal just yet. <laughs> well, yeah. No, oh, 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 yeah. Yes. Yep, I've done that yes. too. <laughs> I, I assume we're talking about pornography. Yar. <laughs> no pirating. I'm dating a pirate. So you're dating That's what a pirate. I, I, I thought you got married recently. Huh? No, 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 no. I got I got married and divorced. Ah, see, I didn't hear yeah. the second part. See, I, my first two marriages. Uh, my first two I got marriages. married, not even shitting you, the day before my 20th birthday. Gotcha. I'm married to my third wife. Since I live in Utah, I have to add the caveat that I've also been divorced twice. <laughs> but, I get it. Ah, but I also, <laughs> apparently, in my first two marriages, they didn't work because you're supposed to stop dating other people. After you get oh, married. Oh, well, it depends. I mean, if you guys talk about it, if you're <laughs> like on the same page. Well, anyway, uh, we're getting into Polly. Did we have more gay topics to talk about? Because I love the gays. Well, I, I do want to uh, tell everybody that is in, I wrote that is in Utah. Sorry. Um, that is in Utah <laughs> right now. That Pride will be happening this upcoming Sunday. Not Yay! this Sunday, but the, the week after on June 7th at 9 a.m. And so for those excited. that are so inclined, uh, they're gonna the parade route's gonna start at 200 South, 400 East, up in Salt Lake City. And yeah. I'm hoping to drag the family to it, but I don't know. I usually I'm got a lot of shit going. In it. I'm, I'm actually be the Red Fairy. I'm actually working on a co- Utah. Check it out. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I'm actually working on a comic strip. I'm developing a comic strip, so I shouldn't tell you this joke because I was gonna use it for one of my early comic strips but yeah. gay men gay men make the best problem solvers because they always think outside of the box <laughs> but, uh, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's uh let's start firing down more the the list of news here we still have about oh five more items that we could bring up here and cool. considering we've been, we've been at this for like 45 minutes but it doesn't feel like it because podcasts are fun like that yeah, they uh, are. Let's see. Um, there is a Islamic televangelist, yes, they exist, who is um, who's warning his viewers that masturbating men will find their hands pregnant in the afterlife. So in, in Islam, masturbation is haram, which means it's, it's explicitly forbidden. Because there's actually a hadith, which is kind of like the, I guess the best way of saying it would be like the pearl of great price or, you know, it's in addition to the actual Quran. And uh, so it's, it states that people that jerk it will be, will have pregnant hands in the afterlife. I, it actually I, says this in their book. <laughs> I understand. That's where they get the virgins from when they blow themselves. Hey guys, yeah. I'm going to go up? eat some uh, not kosher pork. Uh, I will be right back. I'm just going to grab my food because the family will steal it if I don't. Sorry. <laughs> so you can edit all this stuff out, though. That's the great. Go eat a hot dog. Mm. Non-kosher pork. <laughs> but that's okay. We could. I mean, she doesn't have any kind of. Um, she probably doesn't have anything to say about jerking it because I mean, girls can slick it, but they don't. They don't jerk it. I mean, unless you're getting the handy. But. Um. So that brings to mind for me. Uh, all the other kind of sex acts that are associated with other penises. I mean, you have blowjobs, handies, footies, breast jobs, whatever you want to talk about them. I mean, so and does that mean that essentially anywhere that a penis touches becomes pregnant in the afterlife with the Islamic religion? Anywhere that you blow a load? 
I, I would hate to see my socks when I get there. <laughs> Are we still talking about see... pregnant hands? Well, I'm like, I just, I would hate to see what like a sh- what my shower in the afterlife would look like. It would just be like this <laughs> wall of dicks. It would just be, <laughs> it'd just be all, oh god, a wall of dicks. So, what about females who uh, who masturbate? Like, what's gonna happen to our hands? Or they're just gonna be like? Religion doesn't care about females masturbating. That's no, bit... in 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 Islam, no, they just cut off your does. clitoris. So, <laughs> no, yeah, because first of all, the clitoris doesn't exist in most textbooks still. Um, that's why we can't find it, Chris. We've been miseducated. <laughs> oh, God, there's a lives. story I didn't. I wish it's I would have thought about this. <laughs> it's not in the textbook. It's omitted. No wonder we don't know what the hell we're doing. There was some politician, I think, that had that someone asked him to identify the clitoris on like an anatomy chart, and he couldn't find it. And it was just hilarious. I couldn't remember who Are it was. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll have to look it up, but. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll look it up and have it for you guys next week just to bring well, it up. It was but... Rand Paul, wasn't it? I think I think it might have been Rand Paul, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an well, eye doctor. The, the, irony of an, the irony of an eye life. doctor who can't see a clitoris, there's a joke there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my notebook out. Okay, write that yeah. down. That, that'll work for about a week. <laughs> yeah, that's probably already passed. Yeah. That's the thing with so, topical humor. It just... Uh, let's see I saw a news item earlier this week about Taco Bell and Pizza Hut kicking out their artificial ingredients what what does that mean that means you buy Uh, air now when you go to Taco Bell so (laughs) instead of um, in the taco meat I mean if you want to call it meat instead of them using a black pepper flavoring on your meat they'll actually use actual black pepper Mm. Which I kind of agree with. I mean, that'd be fine. I mean, it's not like it's, like it's fucking expensive or anything. Um, but they also have, like, they're going to be making the uh, tortilla chips. You know how they come in those cool colors, like bright neon green and bright red and everything? They're going to be removing the the coloring from those because, oh, that's an, that's an, that's an artificial ingredient. We can't have you that. You know what? Bullshit. Bullshit. Do you know what the most common red dye is? Do you know where it comes from? It comes from the, the those beetle shells, isn't every, it? Every, yes. Every twenty eight days from women. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your tent. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up! I won't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. What, okay. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I, I told you I was just going to randomly interject. My brain works that way. I. I like it. I like it, Alan. I like this. this but this, it, it, this is. A, I like it. I like it. I like it, Alan. You, you can repeat that. Mm. I don't hear that often. The uh, <laughs> it just it floors me that we're making this turn in, in as a society towards having, you know, these this. I don't want anything artificial in my food, but like, bitch, yeah, but they don't you even know, know what artificial is. Exactly. Like, I mean, if it's a naturally occurring everyone. compound on the planet, it's not artificial. <laughs> Even if it's made in a lab, it's not artificial. Exactly. It's actually mm-hmm. real. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this is something I was telling them. I said, um, if we make it, we're part of nature. And what we make, therefore, is also part of nature. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, that whether it's harmful or useful. It's natural. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten into semantic art, like uh, arguments with people that are like, well, I've seen something that's supernatural. Be like. No, if you saw something supernatural, that means that it is natural. 
which means that it occurs in a normal manner. And you just don't have an explanation for what it was. Exactly, exactly. Hallucinations yes. are a part of nature. Yes, they are. Yep. <laughs> Our brains are fucking <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> colors. I'm telling you guys, colors. Um, but it's it kills me because like we have Kraft macaroni and cheese, you know, a food staple for the poor people out there, and including myself because my kids love that stuff. But they're removing like their artificial coloring or artificial flavoring or something, and it's like. You know what? The FDA says that it's safe, but you have people who are like, oh, I don't believe that. It's a GMO. We're not going to have that kind of stuff in our food. And it's like, come on, man. I'm I'm so pro-GMO that it makes people upset that I, that I fight about it so much. Well, Thank it, you so much yeah. because I am so pro-GMO. It's ridiculous. If it wasn't for gen genetically modifying foods, we wouldn't have the potato or the ear of corn as we know it today. And that's even before they started messing around with them genetically. The Native yeah. Americans, the cultures in South America and North America, respectively, their, their agricultural science develops the potato and all its varieties. And in North America, the corn or Central America, the corn. Where, but... It, these are great contributions from great societies on this continent. And then our history books still teach us in some cases that they were savages. Where would we be today without corn and potatoes? Agreed. Agreed 100%. That, people that listen are listening to this, I'm sure you're savvy to other podcasts out there. Go listen to a Dogma Debate with David Smalley. The most recent episode that he had was called A Bad Politics and Good Science. And he had a science segment on there with, uh, I think her name's Kara Santa Maria. Um, and she talked about GMOs for a good 15, 20 minutes with, with everybody there. And she was talking about hybridization. And, you know, we're talking about it doesn't take you don't have to go to the FDA. You don't have to go to the USDA um, when you're combining one kind of orange with like another kind of orange. But the minute you change one gene specifically to try to get a more hardy crop, you actually have to prove things with scientific papers and everything. And the more dangerous thing is probably the hybridization because you're changing who knows how many genes within that plant. And so, well, so and we, we have things ass backwards in this country when it comes to we, what we, we think we, is we okay. Really there seems to be this perception that um, when we... Uh, selectively breed when we take two plants and we selectively breed that that's somehow better or healthier or more natural the problem is that when you selectively breed it gets a lot harder to isolate specific alleles or traits mm -hmm. alleles are the traits that are expressed it gets a lot harder to isolate these specific traits when we selectively breed which means that you are just combining at random these two plants, genetics, just like a mother and, and a father yeah. and a human. Mm -hmm. And so when we selectively breed, we can be breeding in literal poison yep. with the genetics that we want. When we select for these specific genes in a lab, we know exactly what they do. We know exactly the causes. And we know when they are poison and where when they are not. So I'm... I'm so pro-GMO. I'm like, yes, let's just get rid of selective breeding and let's just select for the genes we want in these plants. Let's just do I that. Want, uh, for more Google image search and everything uh, for, out there for people, go look up what a banana would look like before we started messing around with this genetics. Tell me, tell me if I'm too drunk, but pro-GMO rhymes with pro-fellatio. Carry on. <laughs> 
Let's see. Um, let's get to some I'm lighter news because That'll because be I mean we we're we're gone. We've gone religion. We've gone GMO. Let's yeah, uh, we're, we're kind of rambling, but we're like you said, we're just getting a feel for this thing. Um, yeah. Um, are we let's see. Lighter take, news. Are we allowed to take cigarette breaks? Yeah, go for it if you need to. Me and as long as we got two people here, we can keep talking. And that's, all right, let's do this thing because Alan, Alan after will be Alan. right back. I will be right back. <laughs> okay, so Point Break is getting a remake. And they released the first trailer for it last night, I believe. And, of course, it's trending on Twitter and Twitter and Facebook and all that other shit. And I I didn't bother watching it. I probably should, but I'm kind of biased because the the first was fucking amazing. <laughs> it doesn't need a reboot. You got Patrick Swayze. You got Keanu Reeves. You got Gary Busey. And, of course, the love right. interest. I love me some Patrick Swayze. I never saw the original. I'm not even joking. No. No. Ah, no. <laughs> oh, that's your weekend homework because that movie's so it's so good, but it's terrible. All right. It's, <laughs> All right. I promise. <laughs> and the, the, love, the love interest of the movie is someone that I had the hugest crush on as a teenager, but I realized that I had no chance at all. Uh, Lori Petty <laughs> from right. League of Their Own and my favorite movie of all time, Tank Girl. No shit, that's oh, my favorite movie. Oh, okay. Fight me on I this. understand that reference vaguely. She was um, not Madonna, but what's her name? Uh, Gina Davis's little sister on A League of Their Own that went to play okay. for the rival team. Oh, anyway. yes, yes, yes. Anyway, uh, Great fucking movie, but it's one of my favorite movies of all of all time because I, when I was a little kid and I spent the the parents would drop me and my brother off at the grandparents' house because they they only lived about four hours away from where we were stationed, so they'd drop us off for the weekend and have probably all sorts of. Now that I'm a parent, I understand what it is to drop a kid off and have like a couple hours of free time. I can only imagine what a whole weekend would be like. Um. But anyway, they dropped me off, and my grandparents had, like, uh, the full cable package. Like, every channel. Except for the porn channels. But, like, we would watch HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, all of that shit, up until the wee hours of the morning and not really worry about it because I had nobody saying, no, we can't watch this stuff. Right, So I remember when it came out, I I must have watched that movie in the summertime, fuck, at least 12 times one year. (laughs) But it's it's just it's fun, but it's stupid. I mean, it's it's a FBI agent trying to. Uh, uh, if you've ever seen, oh, did you ever watch the original? Did you ever watch the original Fast and the Furious? Years and years ago. Same plot. A, guy, a FBI agent goes into a group of other people that are doing extreme stuff, and tries to become one of them just to find out if they're actually the bad guys. Sweet. Dumb plot. I mean, it's so. Screenwriting 101, but it's a it's a great movie. But they're doing a remake. I don't know if I want to see it or not. I I'll watch it tonight because I I'm not expecting a heavy night at work. Um, because while you fun people so are over here drinking and doing stuff. So. No, the trailer. Arr. The trailer's not not illegal. <laughs> ah. Okay, and so let's see other light news that we have. David Duchovny says he's he he started reading the new script for the X Files reboot that they're doing. And X Files was one of those shows that was formative for me growing up. He saw the first, started reading the first page, and it made him cry. Which I wow. can't, exp- I can't think of David Duchovny actually crying. He doesn't seem like he has much emotion to begin with. I um, was gonna say, isn't that a little too much like feelings for that guy? Exactly. Yes, I'm David <laughs> Duchovny. 
Scully, we have to go do this. <laughs> so, but I'm actually looking forward to the reboot. Um, I feel bad that I never, I saw the first movie that they did for the X-Files. I never saw the second one. I was, I heard it was actually pretty good. Jillian Anderson's a damn good actress. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a terrible geek because I realized after watching X-Files for so many years and they're talking a lot about the Twin Peaks reboot that's coming soon. Right. I, I never, I never watched Twin Peaks. I probably Neither should get I. on that. I like Kyle McLaughlin, so. And so I probably will get onto that here pretty soon. I mean, I hate being behind. I've I've got so many goddamn shows I'd like to watch, but I just don't have time for it. Um, And the last little bit of... I'm the same way. I I love me some Game of Thrones and Supernatural. (laughs) Are you you caught up with Game of Thrones for this week? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so we, we could talk about it. Spoilers if you guys haven't watched it yet. It's been out for a couple of days. But Cersei getting thrown in prison, I was clapping my little geek hands while I was watching it in bed. <laughs> so <laughs> happy to see that. You never give religious fanatics power, Cersei. You never, ever do that thing. Well, and she should have known the minute that her cousin or whoever the fuck it was got that thing branded on his forehead that she should have been like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done this. <laughs> Though it it really does make me wonder, you have three fourths of the of the power base that's like like the head of uh, like King's Crossing in jail, like religious jail. So Tomum's gonna have to do something <laughs> instead of just being a figurehead. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I can't wait Tom to see what's man. gonna happen. <laughs> he loves Marjorie so much, but she's so manipulating him. <laughs> she is, but I like her anyway. Yeah, um, because, because she's, she's better she's, at she at least... game than Cersei is. Well, Cersei's just an what? evil bitch, but... Oh, yeah, she's she's horrid. She's horrid. I mean, Marjorie uh, does some I horrid things, her. but at least she cares for the people. You can tell that she cares. Um, Cersei's like, I'm I just a Lannister. Fuck you guys. I don't think Marjorie <laughs> actually cares. I just think that she will make the right decisions for them because it works out better for her. But I'm going to go with, eh, whatever your motivation is, do better for the people. I'm going to take it. <laughs> Did you kind of cringe when Sam was getting the shit beat out of him this week? My God. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I felt so bad because I was that fat kid growing up. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I was. Um, but then he got laid. Good job, Sam. I was on the end of that where it, <laughs> like inappropriate touching and attention I don't want. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I laugh so about the... that, but it's not that funny. <laughs> no. Um, while we're talking TV and everything here, I have a public service announcement for everybody. Bill Nye the Science Guy is officially on Netflix now. I Go know. watch episodes of it. <laughs> How exciting is that? I was so excited. Ah, Bill Nye is... I was, I was letting my kids watch Beekman's World when that was on there, and then Cosmos came on there letting them watch that. And now Bill Nye's on there, and I'm like, yes, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill, 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 Bill. Yeah, no. I, I, I have I, actually unpacked by the from way. school to watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. I yeah. love Bill Nye. He's still one of my heroes. Hello, can you hear me? Oh yeah, yes. you're here, Alan. We got back, you. Okay. darling. I, I actually um, had so, like I said, I grew up in a very conservative, like it's now a tea billy area of Maryland. I actually had saw somebody comment. I used to love Bill Nye, but now he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's the crazy one. Yes. <laughs> no, Bill Nye hasn't changed at all. I know. 
Though I do like the fact that he said that he changed his mind on the stance on GMOs and everything. I'm like, Based good on for science. you, Bill. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, he did because um, he believes in science and he was provided evidence. Therefore, he changed his mind. Now we need to get Bill Maher on that page. Uh, no, there's no changing Bill Maher. <laughs> as much I like, as I, I like Bill Maher, I like ghosts. I give up on him. I, I like Bill Maher <laughs> for most things, and he's a very funny guy. He, because I remember him back when he was starting out and first appearing on television. He used to tell this yep. wonderful joke. He was like his mother was Jewish, his father was Catholic or vice versa. He said uh, confession was always a little odd. I'd show up and say, "Bless me, Father, for I have sinned." I think you know my attorney, Mr. Cohen. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. That's that's Bill Maher. Let's see. So the and the last little thing I want to talk about here before we take a little break. Um, there's a in Provo, they um, everybody's kind of graduating from school right about now, this time of year. There's a provost sheriff that has started a campaign there um, that set, has a sticker on the backseat of their cruisers that says, seat reserved for adults who give alcohol to minors. And that's all well and good and everything. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, I mean, Alan, you grew up in a time when the the drinking age was lower than 21. It was tran- It was changing. For instance, yeah. uh, I grew up in Mar- – it was already 21 when I was 18 in Maryland. But in Virginia, I was that last year to be grandfathered in. So when I was 18, it was 18 for beer and wine. When I was 19, it was 19. When I was 20, it was 20. When I was 21, it was 21. So, <laughs> so, And the same with New York State. But that was further away. I grew up 30 minutes from the Virginia line. So we would just drive down and get our stuff or hang out and drink in a bar at 18. Yeah. Um, and personally, I think the... I think having it at 21 is ridiculous. Especially I, I, the, old, the old argument, which came about, because it was 21, I believe, if I'm correct, um, and they lowered it to 18 because of the Vietnam War. If a kid's mm-hmm. old enough to go and kill and die for his country, he should be old enough to have a fucking pint. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think if you're done with school, you mm-hmm. should be able to drink. You're an adult. You can live on your own. You can do all this stuff. Why not be able to buy a beer? Because we have the oldest adults. Try to rent a hotel. Well, I was 24 years old. I was a supervisor of route sales for uh, Wonder Hostess uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And I, I stopped into my hometown. I got there late. It was like a two-hour drive, two and a half hours. And I got there late. So rather than disturb my folks, I checked into a hotel. They didn't want to rent it to me because I wasn't 25. <laughs> I said, I, I handle $7 million worth of product in sales a year i'm a responsible guy you know i have a great credit rating i'm driving my own brand new car yep all right and i can't rent here because i'm not 25 years old i wouldn't take no for an answer it was like three in the morning i said get your fucking supervisor on the phone i raised the stink <laughs> in, in, a, in a rather articulate manner i don't think i swore <laughs> the guy right, right i may have because i was sober had i been drunk well hey yeah but they, they ended up renting me the room so we, we you can't it's hard to rent a car in this country if you're not 25. It, it's you know so 21 isn't even the age of acceptance as an adult in this country, much no. less 18. At, at 18, you're allowed to make you know be in porn movies and vote. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, hell, you're allowed the to make age of 
scent in Utah is 14 years old, but so you can you can agree emotionally to sexual intercourse, but you can't agree to on on what you imbibe. It Let's might. not even talk legal shit. Like no, just... I think I think the age of consent is universally 18 in Utah. It, it may have once been lower, but it's not now. I don't believe so. I um, like, trust I'm me. I looked. Sure <laughs> Chris is like, Chris is like. I checked this out. I wanted to make sure it's eighteen, isn't it, Chris? No, I have no idea. I didn't think we'd be going. I didn't think we'd be going down to Kitty Diddlin. Well, no, we're not talking about Kitty Diddlin. That are under the age of eighteen, one can legally consent to intercourse. At age of 14, and one can legally consent to be married with parental permission at 14. I'm pretty sure that's still the rule. Okay, we, we can look into that. I know in um, in the UK, it's almost universally 16. It's 16 in the UK. I don't think anywhere in Europe it's uh, older than 16 uh, for age of consent. Okay, so here's, uh, here's the blurb about Utah's consent laws, and this is as of March 23rd, 2015. For women... You know, because we have to make it different. The age of consent right, in Utah is 16. Yes, it is 16 years old. While for men, it is 18 years old. Uh, How does that make any goddamn sense? No, 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 no. With 16, that is probably a grandfather. Well, hang on. Like, let, me, let me get to it. However, for women between the ages of 16 and 18, there are some restrictions. Yes. No person oh. under the age of 18 male or female, can legally consent to sex with a person who is more than 10 years older than the minor. There you go. So if you're, si you're a girl that's 16, you can, you can fuck around with a 25-year-old. Yeah, just as long as you're female. Yeah. But if you're a male... I, I still don't think that's right. But um, no. I, I really don't think that's right. And I'll tell no, you... That's I, because 16-year-old... I, I actually went to high school with a 16-year-old who got married. Like, not with, because she had a baby on the way or anything, because with, she just got married. With parental like, that's consent, a, that's, yeah. As so, like, in Utah, they're just like, sure, 16-year-old females can get married. And when, they talk, when they're talking age of consent in Utah, they're not talking having sex for pleasure or for fun. They're talking about getting married is what they're talking about. Unfortunately, yes. Um, so anyway, the, the, uh, alcohol for minors. <laughs> no, well, hey, I have to interject one thing. The reason that right. I, I'm so in tune with this is because of my background. I, I, I've had a lot, said a lot of crazy jobs. But uh, two years, I was the midnight to eight clerk in an adult bookstore in northwestern Pennsylvania. And I had to be up on all the laws all the time because it didn't matter that I didn't own the company. If I was selling anything that was against the law, I'm the one that was going to go to jail. Yep. We used to sell three packs of magazines that were like Penthouse, Hustler, the European versions of the, these magazines that didn't sell over there. Rather than destroy them and recycle the paper, they repackaged them for $9.99, three of them. So we had this three pack sitting there one time, and it said Lindsay McKenzie. You can Google her. She's a real person. Lindsay McKenzie was on the cover of a penthouse hustler that was two years old on, on a hustler from our country. It said, Lindsay McKenzie, finally legal in the United States. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, because in, in England, it was OK for her to be topless at 16 in a magazine, but not in this country. We had that shit in the store. I locked the door. I called the regional manager. 
And I said, I'm walking off the job. Now we got to do something. Yeah. Be- because that was very against the law. So, so these yeah. things have always been in the back of my mind. Plus, I worked in the sex industry when I was younger. I was married to a stripper. I worked as a stripper. These are things that that you have to know if you're going to be involved in that that aspect of life. Indeed. That's all I'm saying. It's not funny, but it's it's no. uh, it's true. So I just um, don't get it. But whatever. I would never. I would never ask anybody here on the panel to. Uh, say whether they did or didn't uh, do anything illegal like buying drinks for minors or anything like that because in Utah it's a misdemeanor and I couldn't find a statute of limitations on it so I don't want anybody to comment on it but it's a class A misdemeanor which means mm-hmm. it's about the worst that you can do before it becomes a felony um, it, and if you are charged with it you could face up to one year in jail and up to mm-hmm. $2,500 in fines Mm-hmm. That's right. just for like contributing to the delinquency. Is that uh, eighteen year old or someone under eighteen? Does it someone, change? someone, anyone under twenty one? Anyone? So you, anyone I, under twenty one is the law. Yeah, I because I you're a minor. You're still a minor at eighteen. That's that's what makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. But for the, for the uh, to Utah under twenty. Utah has a zero tolerance policy on this. So under twenty one, uh, they consider it a minor for that offense. I know because my ex bought me alcohol when I was 18. We both got caught. I got underage possession and consumption of alcohol. He got providing to a minor. He got off pretty lucky, but yeah, he didn't get a, he didn't get a year in prison or anything. But because yeah, it could be worse. That, that's the thing. <laughs> well, the, the, uh... the only reason he bought you alcohol when you were underage is so he could get off lucky. <laughs> ha, nah, that would have happened with or without alcohol. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw the joke. I had to go for it. So, um, Richard Nance. <laughs> and, I, yay, and I know what I guy. am. <laughs> Who's the uh, the Utah County Department of Drug and Alcohol Prevention? Because we needed a de- department to tell people don't buy drugs and alcohol for kids. Um, he says that if you start drinking at the age of 13, you have a 50% chance of becoming an alcoholic later in life. Super skeptical of these statistics. Like, where are they getting this information? Out of his ass, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, like, how so, are they? Wait, wait, wait a minute. So the butt plug and a sweater vest. Alcoholic buy is it somebody who drinks every day? Because that's most of the goddamn world. So. Yeah, this could be Utah County alcoholic. You know. Oh, he so has what, a beer with he, his dinner. So He's an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I just saw this quote. Ideas. But he says later on in the quote, if you wait until age 23, 24, or 25, you have almost a 0% chance, which I'm also calling bullshit on. If you have an addictive personality, whether you're 13 or 25, it's going to cause a problem. <laughs> Alcohol is Absolutely. a serious drug. And I'm drinking it right now. I know that. But it is a drug. It is a serious drug. It's, yes, it's it pretty is. hardcore. Like, let's be honest here. It doesn't matter when you start it. If you want to keep drinking it, you will. And I don't, I really don't think a 23 year old, even though I'm only 25 myself, is really going to be that much better at preventing addiction than a 15 year old. I really don't understand that because I know I've known several, when I was 15, uh, and I've known several 15-year-olds since I'm the oldest of four kids who uh, try shit 
try drugs when they're young and it does not become a habitual problem. So I really don't see where they're getting that information. It, it, there, yeah. There's so many gray areas. There's a lot more to consider here. Um, I, I have a problem with alcohol. I drink. I like to drink. I like to be drunk. I like the way it feels uh, to be drunk. Since we've been here. Me, let me too. <laughs> let me do a count. I have had, I've had five beers on my six beers since we've been sitting here. If I didn't have to be at work, I would be probably three sheets to it right now, but I'd but, still be having the same conversation same, because exactly. I just like the feeling. <laughs> but I've also done other illegal drugs. I was a bartender in Key West. What do you think? I, I was a stripper in Washington, D.C. What do you think? I, I, I've done a lot of different things in my life. Never became addicted to them, but I did alcohol. But that has nothing to do with the age when I tried it. It has to do with my body chemistry, my brain, how I work. It is my drug of choice. It's your reward center in your brain going, you want this. You should try it. You should do that more. <laughs> I mean, because cocaine just makes me suck dicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, that's all we have for news segment and the topics we're going to talk about for a minute. Let's have a 30-second break, and we will be back shortly with uh, the main topic of the show. It's between one or the other, or maybe we'll talk about both of them. But anyway, okay. we'll get back to it here I in a few a minutes. I want break, so I need like 10 minutes. Okay. We will, for, the, for the people listening, it will be short, but for us not li – for those participating, it will be about 10 minutes. So yeah, yeah, we'll you, see you can guys. edit what I just said out. I know you're doing <laughs> editing, so. No way. I love leaving this shit in. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be right back. We'll catch, we'll catch you All guys. All right, I'll be minute. back. One, two. One, two. Seatbelt in, seatbelt out. You know, Larry, this simple exercise will help us stay healthy, which keeps medical costs down. But you got to do it every day, Vince, because if you don't... <laughs> You can get out of shape fast. You could learn a lot from a dumpy. Buckle your safety belt. A message from the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. I'm just getting oh, okay. started. <laughs> okay, everybody, we are back. You just heard Alan say that we are just getting, he's just getting started. But unfortunately for the show, we are going to have to wrap it up in about mm, 30 minutes or so. But don't oh, worry about yeah. it. You won't notice it. You'll love it. And you'll come back for more next week because we never shut up. <laughs> so anyway, what I really wanted to talk to you about the, the the main topic for the show, besides all the news that I brought up, and this is kind of newsy, but we have the new Mad Max movie that came out, I believe, last weekend or maybe the week before. And yeah, May 15th is when it came out. Everybody in the world, I mean, I can't say everybody in the world, in the, um, if you've seen it, you get it because it is a fucking mind-blowing movie that should not yeah. exist. This movie Holy should not shit. have ever been made. That movie, that movie though. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just saw I, it tonight. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Could I mean I I'm speechless to give you guys the words, but after I finished watching it, I I wish I could find George Miller. And like, give him five hundred dollars and be like, make me more. Just please keep. <laughs> I I want more of that. Please give me more I, of that because I mean, it was a two-hour movie. See, I, I'm hard of hearing. I I heard I'm hard of hearing. I I heard here's five hundred dollars. Make me a whore. No, 
please, please, sir, I want more. Um, but it was a it was a two hour movie that was just so fucking visceral. I mean. Visceral, yes, visceral. That is the word I've been looking for since I it, watched it. God, I wish Kyle was here because he's seen it. He saw it as, and he reviewed it for the website. But um, people are complaining about this movie, and I don't fucking understand what complaints they possibly have for this movie. No, because I mean, they are used to seeing their white hetero male in the lead, and he gets the girl. Oh, yeah, and he that, has that's the, the complaint sex. they're having. That that Max has been marginalized in this movie, and no, it makes me part. wonder: did been. you did you watch the same fucking movie that I've been watching? <laughs> I mean, okay, for once for once there was a movie where males and females were on an equal playing field. Yeah, and they fucking hated each other for the first like twenty minutes of the movie, twenty five yes, minutes of the they movie. They were both competent. They were both intelligent they were both strong um furiosa was a badass oh my god furiosa was a badass oh my (laughs) god intimidated the fuck out of me well and like there okay there's a scene in the movie and i'm this doesn't spoil it for anybody but um there's this there's a scene where they have about four rounds left in a sniper rifle that they they Mm -hmm. really need to stop this one guy coming after him yeah and max takes like two shots and she's like you know you have two shots left and so he hands off the gun. Yeah. Because he understands that she's a better shot. It's not that, you know, I'm a guy and I, I suck at this, you know, but there's people out there no, that are complaining saying that shot. we've established this. He's not a bad shot. He was shooting the fuck out of guys on motorbikes jumping over the truck. <laughs> yeah. And he shoots them out a fucking window for fuck's sake. Yeah. He's a good shot. But I mean, he and... the shot when it was most crucial and he knew she was better. Not better in every aspect, but in that aspect, she yeah. was better than him. And it's not even better in every aspect. It was that he understood that her and him could work together as a team. That she had certain strengths he didn't have, he had strengths she didn't have, and they could work together as a team. And watching this movie, I I was hearkening back to the other... I can't say the other three because the first one didn't really have any um, any really strong female roles in it. I mean, you had the the old lady that helped his wife and kid escape the biker gang, but that's that's an old that's a really old movie for my standard. For, for 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 most of public standard, that's a really old movie. It's still goddamn good, but it's old by standards. Didn't, yeah, I, mean, I haven't didn't seen Tina Mad Max. Turner. I haven't seen the originals. Did so. Tina Turner play a very strong female role? Yeah, in in the third movie, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Tina Turner was the was the uh, the leader of Bartertown. Right. Yeah, right. I I haven't seen the new movie, so that's why I've been silent. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I I I'm not hopefully we're not going to spoil it for you, but like Alan, if you do you go to the movies very often? I, I watch Netflix and things I can find. Do, I do go do to the movies occasionally. A, I do. Do yourself a favor and go watch this on the biggest format you can. Okay. Be- it, I mean, it, it's I. So intense. It's. It is. So... It is fucking mind blowing the way it, that the music works you, with the from images. The first thirty seconds in the film, it is just you are all in. It is just all this movie the whole time. It is. It they is don't... intense. Driving home on the freeway after this, I was having flashbacks to the movie. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a movie where you go watch it and immediately you're a bad driver afterwards because <laughs> you're <Gosh>. fucking. <laughs> 
your aggro is all hell. You're <laughs> you're in fight or flight mode. It, you really but, are, though. You're just like, ah, ah, oh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a it's a perfect. Um, from what I'm hearing from a lot of people that understand the the theory of um, cinema and everything, it's it's a perfect showing of what you what is the show don't tell yeah. type of movie making because you the, really, they don't yeah. they don't explain hardly no. anything no barely anything really but you don't. still There's almost no okay so it sounds like the kind of movie you could watch several times and pick up new things oh yeah oh my yeah, god I, I, I love like movies like about that five more times yeah like cool hand luke and i'm dating myself is a great Movie. That's a great goddamn movie. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. And I've read the novel as well. And the novel gave me insight that was already in the movie that I had missed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because it's a yeah. show, show, don't tell. There are a lot of things, a lot of subtle things that go on in that movie. And, and so what I'm hearing is the new Mad Max is the same kind of thing. Very I mean, subtle. This, um, there's ahead, a reason sorry. that it's still sitting at like 98% positive like approval rating from hundreds of critics on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It's all engulfing. You 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 go in and you are lost in this film. There there's no apologies made for how brutal it is. There's no, no there's no quarter. I mean it the, I'm not shitting you when I say okay, the first like five minutes of the movie is maybe him explaining him getting caught after being on the wasteland. And then from that point on the the giant truck takes off and it's two hours of pursuit. Yeah, but but it's uh, uh, but the characters. Um, but it's human. It's so human. It's so human, and the characters don't. Okay, there is no narration. There's no uh, everyman character who's like new to this, so they have to explain the culture or the belief system. No, they talk as though this is the norm, and you have to grasp what the uh, what the cult believes what these females are expressing because there's there's a group of uh females that are are incredibly prominent in the film you have they they and they are philosophizing these this group of females are philosophizing and then there's furiosa who just lives in this world and she does not philosophize and she does not banter she just exists her and max just fucking exist and they're doing the best that they can if, and if there is name... no explanation they just say what they can and the rest is in their faces and in the subtle storytelling that is these characters uh it's brilliant if, if it's they really if they really hadn't brilliant. called this uh, a mad max movie if they would have just called this something like furiosa and because you don't find out the main character's name. I mean, we know who he is because we've right, obviously because been watching the, the movies for years. But the, he doesn't say his name until the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, this is true. They because, don't know his name. He doesn't say his name. Because to because, him, it is irrelevant. To him, yeah. it is irrelevant. His name is irrelevant. But names are not irrelevant. Anyway, sorry. I could go on about this I'm movie sorry. for this, all my it, it's a It's a magical movie. And I, I rarely say that <laughs> yes. about movies. But I need it, to see it like five more times. I, I want to point out one thing here. We have segued yeah. from usually an end topic of blowjobs <laughs> into an intellectual discussion of humanity. Well, there's plenty of sex slavery in this movie. So, <laughs> okay. Yes. And they're not things. They're not no. things. Um, I, I want to say real quick um, uh, this is the most 
feminist movie I have ever seen in my life without actually stating a feminist agenda. Um, yeah, it doesn't hit you over the head with it. It, it, because it's, it's it's finally a female character that is just as fucking hard as nails as the male protagonist. Yes, but but it's not just her. It's not just Furiosa. But, because oh, don't no. get me wrong, I love me some Furiosa. Oh, but the, women, but all the other female characters that yeah, are without, so incredible. We, they're about so an incredible. hour and a half into it. Well, I, I'm you, liking what you're telling me about this because I got to say, women historically have been the stronger of the sexes but it's been men who have written history primarily so they, I don't know they, that they, have been the stronger of the sexes oh, I, I like I to say so. that they've been just as strong oh I think they've been stronger even um, I'm married to one <laughs> who, but who it, is, it just it, and it, it's, it's because males have written history that's why they've given other males prominent roles the well, male ego yes, but, I, but females have also been subjugated by many, many cultures. Yes, 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 they males have. have. I know that. And they, still, and they still do. And females still are subjugated, especially if they're young. Um, yes. But, but the, well, that's the, a huge chunk of this movie is the, the, the females abrogating. The, the, the perseverance and the survival. Young females. The perseverance and the survival. survival. Um, yes. There, there that is is the, a, there's a strength in women. That, that goes beyond, I think, the male. Males are expendable. From I can lay this out to you really simply. Males are very expendable. I don't, I don't like to think that way. It, it doesn't matter uh, if you like to think that way. It may be an uncomfortable truth. Maybe it is. <laughs> I, I don't have evidence for that as of yet. Well, just, just, just put your hands up, Felicia, and be like, I didn't say it. <laughs> that was Alex. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, um, well, let, no, let, me, I, let me explain. There's an old rule I'm, I'm, when the ship is sinking, women and children first. Let's think about why that makes sense. I don't agree with that philosophy at okay, all. Okay, but let's think about why that makes sense. If you have one surviving female of our species and a hundred mm -hmm. surviving males, yeah, if you're lucky, if she's a healthy woman, you'll get one baby a year and a really tired woman. But if you have one healthy male, maybe satisfied too, I don't know, or maybe just abused. But if you have 100 healthy females and one healthy male, you can get 100 babies in a year. Agreed. And All right, women, Alan, it's, it's hilarious because you're talking about a good chunk of the plot of this Mad Max movie. This is true. This is true. Women, <laughs> women are more important. Keep going. Women have always been more important for the survival of the species than men. Always. Yep, that's that still fits in line with this movie. Okay, you this you need true. to see this fucking yes, movie. We, uh, <laughs> so, yes, um, so so I didn't say men are completely expendable. But no, 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 no. Um, and yes, I mean, to a certain extent, females are more important for reproduction. Um, well, that's but talking about the survival but of the if species. We have, if we have a population that is 50% female and 50% male, you know, give or take a percent or two, if we have that, then we have a higher variable of genetic diversity, which, as we know, allows for better mutations and better survival of the species, evolutionarily speaking. Um, yeah, but we, that, that, that we, still doesn't raise, on a scientific level, on a practical level, it still doesn't elevate men to the same level as women. No, I, you know, I because really, all because all fifty women are coming from a different genetic background too. Unless we're talking yes, about, but so are all fifty men. Mm -hmm. See, I have a theory about why men are violent. We all want to be that last guy with all the women. 
<laughs> I think this is true. See? I think this is true. I knew yeah, I, I, I knew I could if, phrase and it. And then you want to be sexually dominant. I do think that we are I, evolutionally I, programmed I, for that. I knew I could phrase it in a way that would get you to agree with me. So I will rest my case. <laughs> but so, but to be fair, females are not monogamous either. No, they're not. No, so the no. and, back and, to the topic topic at hand. I mean, there's been a lot of flack coming from the the MRA crowd. And I, I'm, not an, I'm not an oh, I'm not an I'm not an MRA. I'm not an MRA. I do think that there are certain skewed laws. I mean, th- this goes for both sides because there's laws that favor women, what laws that MRA? favor men. Men's rights advocate or oh, fuck whatever the hell they are. Change the names of the village people and shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I mean, I I tussled with this topic for oh god. For, I mean, I I watch a lot of YouTube. And you get a lot of the crazy on YouTube. I mean, you can't oh. help but get a lot of it. And so when you're seeing really nothing but cra- when you get on. nothing but crazy third wave feminism, it kind of makes you think that feminists are that way. And well, and until uh-huh. until Aaron uh, Raw, you know, one of the more prominent um, atheists within the atheist community. I know him. He's on my friend list. He. He uh, he stated it beautifully the other day because there was somebody that was giving him shit on one of his YouTube videos and he he didn't back down for like 300, 400 comments. And sadly, I read them all. Um, <laughs> That's because you have a night job with the Internet access. Oh, <laughs> well, Why would you do that? Well, because it's I. I, I love reading drama. That's why I'm one of the mods for the Atheist of Utah <laughs> Facebook group because it's so filled with drama. Well, somebody they came in today and just left with the first comment he ever made. He was chased out. The hounds oh, attacked sorry? him. Okay, we'll talk about that some other. Yeah. We'll talk about that yeah, we'll, the show. Here yeah, bring that up. Back, back on topic. Back's but the topic. Uh, anyway, feminism. Um, and so. I, I do think that there are certain things that but this is a matter of the one thing helping help feminism helping all things become equal in in the long run. Right. You know, prison That's sentences the they should they should be equal. Men and women should have the same kind of prison sentences. It shouldn't be reduced if you're a lady. It shouldn't be this there shouldn't be double standards about sexual abuse. It shouldn't be a high five for if you're a young boy that lays with a, your teacher or something like that, and then it shouldn't be like a life sentence for a male teacher that sleeps with the kid student, you know? Agreed on all it's, it, There's There's all this stuff that everybody thinks, oh, that's not feminism. No, it actually is. Yes, yes because, it is. Because the, the definition that I was fighting the longest time over with in my head is that the root word for it is feminine. Yeah, I have heard and this you, argument, you, you and have I really to can't s- bring myself to agree, but go on. These people need to stop with that because if you're a feminist you're not saying that you want females ruling over everything that is not what it is and Aaron Ross said it this way if you are a supporter of gay rights you are not supporting the power of gays over normal people you want them to have equality feminism is just the shortcut word for equal rights for men and women yes so get over that goddamn word, people. But can, yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. I've, I've heard this. I've heard this argument, and to no end, it pisses me off. 
because they're like, yeah, but it excludes males. No, no, it doesn't. What it is saying is that females have a secondary role in this society. And as females, we are relegated to a second class citizen. And that is not acceptable. That is not to say that patriarchy does not hurt males because patriarchy does hurt males. This is not to say that we are against males. It is saying that females face unique issues simply because they were born with XX chromosome and that is nonsense. Sorry. It's my rant. Yeah. No, you're fine. So anyway, can I offer people a couple that... of insights on this? Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I'll begin with a quote from the social scientist Eric Hoffer, who's a great individual now dead. And I'm going to paraphrase. He said, <laughs> the, oppre- the oppressed do not seek freedom from their oppressors. They seek the power to oppress others. There are many examples in society where this is true, in history where this is true. And I'm not saying people in the feminist movement are doing this. That's not where I'm going. I don't want to do that thing. That's not where I'm going with this. Yeah, that's misandry. That's not. There, there's. There, yeah, no, I, there I am are, so pro-male. It's ridiculous. Okay, I know because you've you've stated <laughs> you've stated why actually explicitly. Yeah. So. Then there's another group, because not all people fighting for equal rights are of the same mindset in any group. No. In any this group. Is true. There are some women who are fighting for all the rights that the men have in our society that they don't, while retaining all the privileges that they have as females. Agreed. And that's Agreed. wrong. But you're yes. coming from a more honest perspective, Felicia. You just Thank want you. everything to be equal. And from what I'm hearing from Chris, he's saying the same thing. Everything be yeah. equal. Um, I like when somebody opens a door for me, but not because I'm female, but because I'll open the door for you, too, because, God damn it, it's polite. Well, and for me, the, the big thing is that... <laughs> if, you, if you open a door for me, I, I'm going to expect a hand job at least. But... <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing, is, nothing is happening within my family for this to ever be the thing. But I have witnessed min- multiple guys that I know that were primary caregivers within the household. I mean, even though they all had a job, right. both the husband and wife worked. The husband was at home more with the kids, cooked all the dish, cooked all that's the food, me. That's did all the dishes. Me. What yeah, was I, essentially I, the homemaker. And I mean, that's that's my job within this family. I mean, I do a lot of the stuff around the house because I'm here more often and, and I, I'm and closer and my hours work that way. But it it. It kills me inside to think that if something were to happen with my marriage, and I don't see it happening, if something were to happen, she would more than likely get the rights for it, for the kids. See, Only I, because I, of the... There the, is inequality. And, 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 and I don't social agree perception. with that. I social don't perception. agree First of all, with that concept I, at all. That's Utah, though. That's Utah, though. It's, but, Chris, and it's not uniquely Chris, Utah, Chris, but it is me. Utah. I yeah. have an income. I have an income. Yeah. I also... I'm a stay-at-home dad. Now, yeah, now, right. now, my youngest stepchild is just graduated high school. I'll be right back, guys. Uh, <clears throat> but there's a perception when, <laughs> if you're a state, say, say I had no income. I do have an income, but just say I had no income because I get okay. it, whether I do or not. Yeah, my wife makes a lot more money than me. Mm-hmm. She's an ICU RN clinical supervisor. Yep, I know Julie. I don't make as much money as she does, but I do make some money. Yeah. And I take care of the home front. Perhaps not as well. (laughs) Depending on, you know, circumstance, I may have the kitchen clean. I may not. 
but I take care of things on the home front. Yep. Now, if I was a female, society would say, oh, stay-at-home mom. That is the toughest job in the world. As soon as you switch the sex, oh, stay-at-home dad? What's wrong with that lazy fucking What's wrong mom? with you? He should Why get you a fucking a job? job. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck that I, whole concept. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I, did, I, I, I don't know where you went. No, I just to get a drink because I'm drinking, Jeez. you know, <laughs> like an adult. I, I have an income. I have an income, Felicia. But my I believe wife, you. But my wife makes a good deal more money than I do. Okay, that's that's becoming more and more normal. I, but I, as I, a man, as a man, I'm judged in the anywhere in yes, the country. Yes, you are. You I'm, are. I am judged. I, not that a, I'm judging you, because I really don't give a shit if your wife makes more than you, and I don't think that makes you quote less of a man. Uh, doesn't matter to me. Um. I think that you are valuable based on you as a person. So I don't care if you are making less than your wife. That that doesn't that doesn't signify your value as a person. Um, but yes, in society, you are as a man expected to make more, and that's ludicrous because what, I, I've, done, what, what I've done what I've done here is hand the rifle to the person who makes the better shot. Right. Yeah. She has an opportunity. You and and my wife and, and, and why I have such a high opinion of women. Let me explain. In her first marriage, her husband lost her job. They had seven kids together. Shit. Wow. All seven no were at home. No children on my end, so I have no. Oh, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm in Utah. Uh, Julie and I actually graduated high school together and didn't know one another. Same school. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. She says, uh, "Well, I was a band geek." And you were a jock. I said, you were a tall, sexy blonde. I was a short, stumpy wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's be honest here. Yeah, beautiful and I, blonde and, in band doesn't make a difference if she's in band. She's beautiful, right? And, and I was also, uh, I said, my geek side, I, first of all, in junior high, I was in the band. And in high school, I was president of the art club. So fuck off. But... <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you and I could hang out. Yes. Can I, can I interject that I... That yeah. I lettered in drama. Oh, there you go. I have not finished college, but I have I done a lot of things. I didn't finish college either. But but Neither long did I. long story short, um, her husband they, they 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 had a mistake baby in high school. They were both sixteen mm -hmm. when they got pregnant, and oh. at seventeen, her first child was born. She doesn't mind me sharing this because she shared it many times publicly. Okay. Um, what's he gonna do upon graduation? He's a father. He's he's not even going to go into the workforce. <laughs> and he, he joined the army and mm -hmm. got into the MPs. They, they lived in Kansas for four years where they had some more kids. They lived in Germany where they had another. They ended up with seven total. When he lost his job. Oh, dear. And this is why I'm saying I'm Julie is like the strongest of strong. I'm sure she is. I have she, no doubt. She went back to work for less than minimum wage because where I'm from, you can get away with that shit. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, for less than minimum wage, while getting, she got some Pell grants and some student loans, and and went to the local community college to become a nurse. While still having seven children at home. Goddamn, goddamn. And and she became a nurse, and then she became an ICU nurse. This woman did that with seven children at home, working 
less than minimum wage and with, with government assistance, which is that's yeah. what it's there for. Yeah, good, good, good for her, because that, that is what it's there for. That's benefited society as a whole, which is exactly why we have it. She is now the uh, uh, clinical supervisor, night shift, intensive care unit, registered nurse. Goddamn. That's a tough woman. Fuck yeah. That woman is and tougher than I have ever been. And to bring it full circle... That's exactly your wife is Furiosa. You, yeah. you got to see this goddamn movie. Well, Furiosa <laughs> acts as a mother in yeah. that movie, you don't but not in a, babies. but not in this kind and nurturing and oh, women are more sensitive and more. No, she's not sensitive at all. Fuck <laughs> no, I mean... she's just not. But she, but there are. I mean, we see her tear up. You know, we see yeah. her emote but she's and, and as a woman i've done this as a woman i have been faced with um things that are difficult and i find myself feeling emotional um and i start to feel tears but i am in a situation where that's not gonna work so you power the <laughs> fuck through and you don't fucking cry and we see furiosa do this several times we also see max um Who's at his breaking point? PTSD. In in essence, um, I cry. I cry, and I think all males should be encouraged to cry. Uh, Agreed. We we all should. It's not a measure of tough. If you're not crying in a tough situation, then you're a sociopath. Um, I feel like a lot of men. Um, we're 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 forced not to. We're told not to. Like like if a little. Here's our society, how we raise That's boys and girls. They want to cry, but they're told that they can't. This is being a pussy. Exactly. It's like, for instance, if the little girl falls down, the little toddler baby girl falls down, father runs over, oh, honey, what's wrong? What's wrong? But if it's his son, he says, get up and walk, walk it, off. it off. What the fuck's wrong? <laughs> My dad said that to me. I still am a crier. <laughs> so, I mean, but at that age, we're physically the fucking same. You know? Yeah, yeah no, we are. I mean, are you kidding? Before puberty, male yeah. and female is hardly irrelevant at all. Exactly. Hard. But we, we're treated differently in, in society. Though, okay. to be honest, I, having seen three little kids come up formative years, my little, all three of my little girls, um, you compared them to some of the little boys about the same age, and those kids are potatoes compared to this I know this smart because stuff. again again back to your profile <laughs> yeah, okay, picture so I back, read a study that there no, no, wait, is a wait, wait Felicia there... wait Felicia back to his sorry, profile sorry. picture that he's got up here he's got two <laughs> little girls kicking his ass right now I know I know right <laughs> I know No um there is okay so this is this is the point I make there are some differences between males and females. There are some inherent differences, but we are far more alike than we are dissimilar. Yeah, um, I agree. We, well, I agree. People we're the me- same goddamn species for fuck's sake. Exactly. People- so can we stop focusing on the differences for, for <laughs> once? People stop keep- saying, like, and, and, for, and, and the reality is that the, the, that, uh, so I read a study recently, um, females as infants, as, as uh, uh, and they did this with monkeys, two different species, 
of ape or primate, excuse me, two different species of primate. Uh, the females were more likely to play with a doll, either that self-fashioned or chosen uh, from the human researchers. Or and the and the boys were more likely to play with a truck. The the the, the males of these different ape species or primate species, excuse me, because one was an ape, one was a monkey. Um, so primate species. Uh, the females were more likely to be drawn to biological mechanics. Uh, the the males were more uh, drawn to. Uh, machine Physical. mechanics. Um, but that doesn't mean that the males did not play with dolls because the males did. Yeah, The males Joe. did. And the females played with trucks. It's just more often than not, yes. the females were drawn to biological. Uh, and the males were born uh, more drawn to artificial or, or mechanical, I guess so, I should say. Ultimately, to wrap up this, this segment here, so instead of becoming a victim, over what you are, whether it be atheist, Christian, whatever the fuck you are, uh, male, female, instead of using Black. it as a crutch or using it as something to go, oh, poor me, celebrate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and I'm, get I'm, I'm the actually, fuck, uh, go ahead. Sorry, get the fuck over yourself. You are not that goddamn important. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> my important. favorite to mention, and I'm well, going to well, do this a lot. Well, I am a tiny, ignorant, insignificant bit of carbon. I have one life, and it is short yes, and but, unimportant. But because of my aunts and uncles. Um, yes! yes! <laughs> Alan, I love you. I love you, too. Uh, I, I'm often compared to my mother because uh, facially uh, I look like my mother. Mm -hmm. And people say, you look just like your mother. I'm like, bullshit. Her tits are way bigger than mine. <laughs> but back to what you were saying before about choosing the truck or the doll there is a, a I have some neighbors with some young kids uh, nieces and nephews of, and grandchildren or whatever and there was like a party and there was this little kid he was about a year and a half years old he could barely walk mm -hmm. and he had this uh, like kids baseball bat and all by himself he's raising above his head and pretending to hit shit that isn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, he's acting because we are primates and he's a boy. And that's what we do. Now, I grew up playing. I have two older sisters. Um, I was actually a very spoiled young man. I was brought home from the hospital in January of 1966 after being born on my oldest sister's seventh birthday. Mm -hmm. So she thought I belonged to her. Huh. And I was raised by all her friends, her best friends in the neighborhood that were seven, eight years old. I was surrounded by all this feminine love growing up, a real live baby doll. Um, I don't know where I was going with that other than it probably <laughs> I, I, I then, then as, a, as a teen or even before I was a teen at puberty, I fancied myself a Hugh Hefner without the money or the women. <laughs> But, but that's Sorry. go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. It's just that's adorable. That's adorable. That's all. Yeah. So I know, let's see uh, myself Daenerys Targaryen. It's not going to happen, but I want to believe it. Okay, so let's wrap this up here and let's get to our final segment before we say goodnight. 
Um, and we're, for this week, we're going to test it out, and we're going to see whether we like it or not. Uh, we're going to go, go over our highlights and our lows for the week. All right. And um, if anybody wants to volunteer to kick it off, go ahead. Otherwise, I will get going. Go ahead, okay, so darling. my highlight for the week, um, we bought a Lagoon season passport. For those listening outside of Utah, Lagoon is like our Six Flags. Mm-hmm. It's literally like right in the middle between where I live and Salt Lake City. I know yeah, everyone goes there. I, everybody I've never goes been there. there. No, it's so Please, much fun. No, Alan, you are bad Utah. Bad. I'm not a go Utah. I'm a transplant. <laughs> but go ahead, Chris. But the, this, we bought season passports this year because passports. we we um season if pass. you go if you if you go one time for the year, it's like fifty something dollars a ticket mm-hmm. to go. I mean, and there's enough stuff there that it's worth the money. Yeah, it really is. Yes. But. If you buy a season pass, it's like a hundred and like ten. Gotcha. So it's literally like if you go twice a year, you've paid for it. Gotcha. And so it's so close to us, we find ourselves going almost every weekend. I mean, except for how rainy and shit it's been, we haven't been able to go. Um, but we did end up going this last weekend, and with my twins, they're almost four years old. They will go literally on every ride that they meet the height requirement on. And they've managed to get me to come out of the shell on a lot of like the rides that see, I would hate doing. See, Chris, this is why I haven't gone because I still can't meet the height requirement. <laughs> <laughs> like Alan, I have I'm five one, I guarantee you're taller than me. I'm five but five I, and a my, half. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. You can meet the height requirement. My, uh, Shut up. My, I, have, I have my kids want to go on the giant roller coasters because they they just see them and they're like, "Whoa, that's cool! I want to do that." I've hated yes, roller like coasters. My whole fucking life, my old man forced me to go on a lot of them, and I hated them because they scared the shit out of me. And you know, when you're forced to do stuff as a kid, that really puts a mental block on stuff you do later on in life. Anyway, my my oldest, who's almost seven, she will absolutely not go on like any kind of spinny ride, roller coaster ride, kind of thing. So like most of her time is spent in the kitty land, like the little, the easy rides, mm-hmm. like the stuff that doesn't really scare you at all. Mm-hmm. Until, I mean, she likes going on the water rides, like the well, they have rattlesnake rapids, which is like a white water rafting simulator. I feel it. I but, feel her. And they and they have a log flume. Yeah. Which we went on that this last weekend, and that gave me the oh no 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 type of shit because you get to the very top of it and it's like an eighty foot drop. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. A, it's a huge fucking dip. It's down. And so we finished up that ride, and I'm like, you know what? If you can handle that ride, you can handle, like, eight of these other roller coasters because none of them have anything near as scary as that. Um, and she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to get on that, Dad. No, I'm not going to do this. I'm like, how about if I give you 15 bucks? Good call. And so she finally thought, she thought, well, I said 10 bucks, and she talked me up to 15. I still haven't <laughs> paid her. Ha, ha, ha. But, um, <laughs> I like her. So anyway, she finally... She finally goes on the ride with me, and like the first time through, like she's scared shitless. She's holding on to me for dear life. And as soon as we finish, and she sees that everybody else was laughing and having a good time, we immediately had to get back on and go on the second time, and then a third time, <laughs> and then a fourth time. I mean, like literally, oh my and then. God. So that was my highlight of the week: is finally getting my oldest kid to break out of her shell and go and like go on this. I mean, it's a really easy roller coaster. I mean, it's nothing really scary about it. There's a lot of twists and turns. Is this the but white one? Now, no, this is the um, Bombora, which is like a, it's a family roller coaster. Oh, all right. 
Which, I mean, there's not a huge drop. There's enough of a drop, but it's mostly twists and turns to make it seem like you're surfing, I guess. I don't know. They, they play surf music and shit, but... I, I know that the White Roller Coaster is not actually called the White Roller Coaster, but that's, that's what all the Utahns call it. Yeah, it's the it's white. It's not even mostly white anymore. It's not even mostly white anymore. It's like brown. <laughs> I know, but it's the White Roller Coaster is what we call it. <laughs> it's the one that goes out into the parking lot. Yes, yes, that's the one. <laughs> And so uh, that's my high point for the week. And my low point would be eating half a bag of uh, chocolate chip cookies. I'm supposed to be watching what the fuck I'm eating because I'm running a lot. But I, my little kids made cookies the other morning when my mom was babysitting them. And I couldn't say no to them just offering them to me. And, like, they gave them to me to take to work. And so and I work with a couple of cool people, but most of them are assholes. So they're not getting any cookies. So those are my cookies, <laughs> goddammit. And so I, I literally sat there last night having like seven or eight of them. And they're half burnt, but they're still good in the middle. So you know what? Thanks, kids. That was awesome. That was my, that, I mean, Aww. it was awesome that I got cookies, but low point because I probably had like 3,000 calories worth of cookies. So God damn. If that's all I got to worry about for the week, I'm doing all right. Yeah, that's a good week. God damn. <laughs> I mean, it's not over, but we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? And they got my you wing order wrong. It. <laughs> Go ahead, Alan. Oh, my high point was being discovered passed out on the front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I really don't know what the high point or low point the was. The low point was finding a stretched anus. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. I, I showed that to a friend. You showed me. your stressed anus to a friend? <laughs> no, no. What? Go see. Go see. Felicia Fist Pig Entwistle. <laughs> Entwistle. <laughs> yeah, good luck. No. Uh, no. Go see. You know, the whole. Oh. And Google it if you don't know it, everyone. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, don't do it at work. <laughs> yeah, so got somebody to look at that this last week. I, that was fun. I... <laughs> was that your high point? <laughs> no, no, it was not. That was just fun. I had a good life. What am I saying? <laughs> Alan, you're not done. Go ahead. No, I, I really didn't keep track. I, I will pay attention next week for the high point, low point. <laughs> That's why I opened with a joke. I have been discovered in the past, passed out on the lawn. Um, that is true. Um, I was actually disturbed that they woke me up. <laughs> I, 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 I've lived, I've been married three times, but I've lived a lot of my adult life completely alone. And passing out on the front lawn is like one of my rights. <laughs> that I had to give up. <laughs> apparently you're supposed to sleep in bed yeah no there's no there's no law saying you have to it's, well actually there is public intoxication so <laughs> I've been arrested for public intoxication I've never been arrested the, you haven't lived we're done being friends oh Alan <laughs> come on now I'm joking I'm joking oh fine I, I, I got arrested okay. on, I got arrested on Bourbon Street one time and I oh, that's sweet. Holy I, shit, yeah. I wasn't even drunk. It's like getting arrested for speeding at the Indy 500 or some fucking shit. Because <laughs> you're allowed to walk out of a bar with a drink in your hand, into a bar with a drink in your hand. They sell booze on the street. 
<laughs> they do. They do. So That's getting, getting one reason I love Vegas. God bless Vegas. And, <laughs> and yeah, I, I I got arrested for a bad joke. Have I told you the story, Chris? No. <laughs> Well, that's what, well, no, but we got to hear it now. I, I think it was a good joke. That's when I realized I had talent. <laughs> <laughs> now, was this one lifted by somebody else, too? or <laughs> No, not yet. Oh, we'll get into that in another podcast. Yeah. Hey, if you have it on podcast, uh, that's we, copyrighted. We, we so. will get into it. That motherfucker hasn't called me yet, and he's called me before. He knows who the fuck I am. We're talking... <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to we'll, it. We'll get to it. Anyway. We'll get to it for sure. So let's get your let's get your joke and we'll move on to Felicia so we can yeah, so I can I, get I my answer. Wrap this up because goddamn, I was still in my youth. Well, I was twenty nine probably, but I was working as a stripper in a club, uh, primarily gay club. But women came into anyway. A woman came in. She said she was a lesbian. She had a fight with her girlfriend. And she wanted revenge and she wanted to fuck two guys as revenge. So she picked me off the bar and my coworker, and we were. I'll show her. God damn it! Exactly. <laughs> so as she insisted, we she was a tourist. So she insisted we walk down Bourbon Street, which is crowded, and I'm just making casual conversation. I only had like three screwdrivers. Like only like five. Yeah. So so, and I'm just making conversation. I see a police horse tied to a street sign. And I said, that's a beautiful horse. My coworker said, I'll give you 200 bucks if you sit on it. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not drunk and I'm not going to jail. Well, I was going to jail. I just didn't know it yet. <laughs> so I see the police officer assigned to the horse. She was casually talking to an obviously gay man, like a stereotypical gay man. He was just like so flamboyant. Rainbows were shooting out of his ass. That's how gay he was. <laughs> Good for him. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. So yeah. I, no, walk over, that thing. I walk over. I walk over. He's I'm, super. I'm, Thanks I'm, for asking. I want to make the 200 bucks, right? <laughs> I want right. to have a good time, but I also want to make 200 bucks. So I wait. It was a female officer, Officer Abbott. I will never forget her name. And she was a very good looking woman. Turned out to be a lesbian, which was information I could have used. <laughs> Before I made the joke I made. So. I'm getting really excited for this joke. So he's talking to her and I just stand there politely waiting for them to finish the conversation. There's a gap in it. She looks at me and she was beautiful. I mean, dressed in the cop uniform, the tight pants, the just perfect female form, long, curly, dark hair, just like hot as hell like a dominatrix and I'm not into that, but I would have been for her until later. <laughs> so she said, can I help you? I said, yes, ma'am. My friends. Oh, he, he 50 bucks. I was wrong. My friend says, he'll give me 50 bucks if I sit on your horse. And she says, well, if you do that, if you touch my horse to find is 200. I said, well, that doesn't make good business sense. So I reached out to, I said, thank you for your time. I reached out to shake her hand. And she stood at parade rest. She stood there with her hands behind her back like, I'm not touching you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You're not going to shake my hand? And then the gay guy she was talking to says, hey, I've been dating her for two years. She won't shake my hand either. And I said, so you're telling me she'll suck your dick, but she won't shake your hand? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was immediately pushed into the brick wall next to me and handcuffed. <laughs> That's the joke. Uh, sort of yeah. anti-climatic. And then I was that, was that was that was a bad call, sir. I was I'm not saying she was justified in her actions, but I was handcuffed safe. on the corner of Bourbon and St. Anne, which is like the, the divider between the straight and gay section of the quarter officially <laughs> on Bourbon Street or unofficially. I waited for three hours for a car to come by and take me to central lockup because I wasn't getting a ride on the horse. <laughs> in that time I stood there a lot of guys that I knew primarily gay who knew me from where I worked mm -hmm. came by oh honey he's a good guy let him go um, but leave the handcuffs on him so <laughs> I had to do this <laughs> it's a longer story and it actually gets back to the racism we were talking about early on oh my goodness wow we need to go back to that right now but, sure no way. <laughs> but I'll save it for another night. Long story short, I, it was right before Christmas, too. This was 1994. And I was 28, almost 29 years old. It was an interesting night. I got out and went back to my job. A lot of details I'm skipping. But, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know how we got off on that, but I have a lot of stories like that. Okay, so Felicia, highs and high points and low points for the week. High points and low points. All right, I'm going to start with the low because, you know, I like to end on a high note. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to go, go see Mad Max last night with a friend, with a girlfriend. And um, as I'm on my way, my mom calls me and says, um, I've been in a horrible accident. I need you to come get me. And I go, what? Where are you? Uh, and and she was actually on a road where there had been set another accident the week previous, and uh, I think four teenagers died, like a block away from where Jeez. she had an accident. And she said the words, horrible accident. And she says, now don't drive too crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, are you so shooting right now? Are you shooting? Uh, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the moment because I was scared out of my goddamn mind because my mom had just been in, and I quote, a horrible accident. Uh, yeah, it actually was not an awesome accident. Um, as far as I know, no one has died. It doesn't seem like anyone has died. Um, my mom's okay. Good. Um, I was certified as an EMT several years ago, so I know the signs to watch for. No concussions. Didn't seem like she had whiplash. She went to the doctor today, and all that was confirmed. Um, she's sore. The airbag went off, and it beat her up a bit. But she's okay. She's going to be just fine. So that was my low point. Going to pick my mom up from a horrible accident. That sucked. That really <laughs> sucked. Uh, the night before? I had an awesome night. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to say this, if I want to incriminate myself. I, uh, you tried something new. Yeah, I tried something new, and it was awesome. It was super awesome, and you shouldn't be afraid of it. <laughs> Feel free to message me if you want details. Oh, I um, will. I will. <laughs> and I had the best orgasm of my life. So, yeah, high point for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
God damn, we're leaving, lead, leading out on orgasm. God. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, that's what how I'm you should go out. I, know. I mean, best orgasm of my life. It was amazing. <laughs> and I didn't know that... that could happen. It was that good. <laughs> I mean, and I've had some great ones, so I didn't know it could be that good. It was amazing. <laughs> It's going to tie in so perfectly with the beginning of the show with you saying, I love fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> and see, with that. See, he's going to edit me out. It's just going to have you <laughs> say thing. He's like, Alan's cool. I think he's funny sometimes. But fuck, she said I love fellatio. Fuck yeah, Alan. I do. <laughs> so, so does my wife. You edit that out. <laughs> Good for you, Alan. I'm happy for you, darling. Yeah, so do I too, though. That's the thing. <laughs> ah, hey, you know, it's a good thing. Oh, I'm a bisexual. Scale. I'm a bisexual male. Oh, hey, awesome, you dude. know, I'm. No, I, on, on, on the Kinsey scale, I come off as heterosexual, but more than casually homosexual. Yeah, yeah, I think I fall about there. I can't myself, remember what the number so. for that one was. What's the number on that one? Like yeah, I don't, I don't. I remember the number. Oh, it, it's the number I love giving head. it's super awesome um this is not an offer i want to say right now to any males who may be listening me too i love doing it does not mean i'm offering it yeah please same here same here the number that i gave at the beginning of the show please don't send me shit because (laughs) don't send me like dick pics please no nobody wants that nobody wants that no you can send your dick pictures to me He'll rate him on air. Sexuality as I am, and like I'm so pro sex. Just like I'm not offering. (laughs) Wait a minute, you're not. I just throw that out there. You're not speaking for me. I want to see the penis pictures. (laughs) It doesn't offend me. No, (laughs) but either, but. I don't exactly want to get a text message at two o'clock in the afternoon when I'm doing something and be like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, 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 then, sir, you're not open to life. I, I will, I not, will turn listen, off listen, the forwarding. Listen, listen to Obi-Wan. You're not open to life yet. Allow the force to flow through you. Except the Mad, the mad Max dick pic. I, whatever. I don't know what to say. I, I have had multiple colonoscopies in my life, so I I am welcome to letting things flow through me. So, <laughs> And with that, I, that I, is I, the, I, this is the third time I've tried to kill the show. You I'm can't officially kill do. the show. You can't kill it. We are over two hours and 30 minutes. I have to get ready to go to work, so, and I will be editing this, and it'll be... Edit, you guys will enjoy it. You'll love it. Edit it down to like one hour. Edit it down just yeah, to funny shit. A l- little bit of poignant stuff. A little serious? bit of funny stuff. Edit it we down to something. Nonsense. In I'm going to call Felicia after you hang up and talk about technique. But. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that brings the, that brings Utah Outcast to the end. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Come join us again next week. Come come to podhill.com. Find your podcast there. Um, join us if you'd like to. We are uh, we will be accepting other podcasters to join the network. Um, just fucking enjoy. Have a good time. Have a good week. And we'll catch you again next week with a new episode. Until then, this is X saying have a good night. See ya. Bonne Au revoir. Except the one thing that you want me to 
and went across the mighty Rio Grande and saw Disneyland and the sea. You and me. But there's one thing I never do. Not even for you. Not even for you. Not even for you. It's like it's to me. It's like a curb that's like an inch high now. I mean, coming out of it, it took a lot more. But now that I'm over it, it's like, why didn't why don't other people see how dumb this is? <laughs> yeah. The, see, the thing for me is that I I just go, well, why should I believe in your god over any other god? I just I don't get it. You know, I hear these debates and I hear. Uh, the the problem of evil and I just go and and I stop at why should I believe in your God why they they can't even get past that for me why should I believe in your God and I I hate the mine is the well with where does your morality come from Ugh. and I've had this discussion with my little girls and I'm like do you like it when someone does something like a B or C to you and they're like, no. No. I'm like, then don't do it to other people. Yeah, it's really That's easy. as simple as it is. You know? you can I obser- don't want to be hit. You can don't observe- hit me. You can observe morality <laughs> and, and many mammal species. Yeah. Um, it, it's, we're rampant with it. It's, it's part of survival. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is. A it lot is. Of, a lot of people confuse economic, a lot of conservatives I've talked to talk about, you know, the economy and they, they try to bastardized darwinism and say survival of the fittest no not necessarily it's not it's not every man for himself it's not every man for himself every every or every person for themselves if there was not collectiveness if there was not a a team if there was not unity we would have never gotten out of the slime to begin with me 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 but also you the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh?
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.